Rush is back. Hour number two, Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas, separate locations today. Tyler hanging out up in Tulsa. The Canes, we got the Sooner Caravan rolling through. All the coaches going to be in. Who all is going to be there tonight, Tyler? Is it the whole crew? It is OU head football coach Brent Venables, OU women's basketball coach Jenny Baranchek, and OU men's basketball coach Porter Mosier will be here. Those are the three. Okay, good deal. Pretty solid um, Yeah, very solid lineup. And I'm hanging out here at Newcastle Casino. Uh, reminder, May 7th, Kentucky Derby. It's almost here, a week away basically. Uh, creeps up on us every year. So uh, make your plans, come out to Newcastle Casino Expanded off-track betting area, tons of kiosks, monitors, uh, beverages, really, really good time. Um, been hitting, uh, jumping around a bit today, and uh, one of the things I wanted to get into a bit was, um, and I think the, the last segment was kind of a, a, a nice little way to segue into it with the coaches being out and about throughout Oklahoma. Um, I, what do you think the fan base thinks of Venable's recruiting, uh, theory, which right now there, there's a, there's a heavy emphasis on local guys and local is state of Oklahoma and North Texas. My guess is that probably includes kansas city as well yep. um, florida's pretty big no, too they're they're attacking florida quite a bit well I, i'm just saying i'm talking about local though um yeah because they are prioritizing local guys and you know that comes with that comes with risks right by prioritizing the local guys you risk on missing out on maybe a better player from, you know, several states away, from Florida, uh, perhaps, or a West Coast kid. But I think what you what you get is across the board lower risk because the, you're theorizing that we're going to get guys that are within the footprint that have some type of interest in the program before you know it ever became apparent that they were going to get a scholarship and are probably fans to some degree or another uh, of OU, and that being the case, are going to have more of an interest in in like, doing the hard things, right, and sticking it out and being okay with perhaps taking a year or two, riding the bench and developing and then fighting your way on as a junior and a senior and, and probably way more likely to not transfer out right if you're if you're from the local area so you know it comes with a lot of benefits but there's also some risk there that you're leaving some meat on the bone so to speak by by keeping it local instead of going out and and really turning over all those rocks and all those other places across the country what do you think the fan base thinks of that what just like the overall recruiting approach yeah is that the question keep Um, keeping it local yeah I, I, I think know. it's fine. I mean, we're the, the real, the real, the uh, realistic situation here is everyone is what, whatever this guy wants to do, he's all in right now. Um, so I, I think at this moment, everyone is cool with it. 
I would be more concerned what the response is going to be if, you know, they continue with this, and I'm guessing that they're going to. You can commit here. That's fine. That's great. We want you to commit here, but don't expect to take any visits elsewhere. If, if that's a recruiting philosophy that doesn't net them consistent top ten classes, I'm sure some people here in the coming years will have some question marks about it. But in terms of just local kids, Everyone loves that story, man. And if they end up hitting on an Eric McCarty that was a zero star by 24-7 sports, he turns out to be a player or whoever else that you want to throw out. I don't think that that is as big of a deal at all. I, I do wonder, though, if the recruiting ranking numbers aren't where they need to be, do people start saying, okay, he's got to change his philosophy with not being pushy for commits, and not allowing commits to go take visits elsewhere. I love the way that he's doing it, to be totally honest with you, because it falls right in line with everything else he's preaching about the program. I'm, I'm just at least laying out to you what some fans might say yeah. if the recruiting classes look like 12 one year, then 14 one year, and, you know, that whole situation. Right. No, I, I understand that, and I know, I, I guarantee you that there's people out there that are going to be upset that, you you take a a local kid instead of a I don't know a Florida kid because he's local. Whenever there's a lot of people that feel like the Florida kid's going to be a better player, there's going to be there's going to be fans that are upset about that. But I I think it's the best way to go about it because here's the thing, I, and and I think Oklahoma's going to get a SEC boost in recruiting. We've talked about that. But Oklahoma, I guess until I'm proven wrong, I don't think Oklahoma is going to pump a billion dollars into facilities over the next 10 years like A&M has, right? Yeah, I agree with that. In, in, into facilities and into NIL, massive, massive funds of NIL to pay guys extraordinary amounts of, of money. And A&M's done it, and A&M just had – whatever that recruiting class is. So everyone else is going to be sitting around this year saying, well, we're going to have to do that again for next year, right? And they're going to, it's, they're just going to continue to try and outbid each other. Oklahoma's never going to win that battle, okay? They're just not. We don't have that type of donor base. We have a good donor base. We don't have that type of donor base, all right? So we can't do that. We're also not going to have the appeal uh, like regionally that you're going to get from from like a place like Alabama or Ohio State. Uh, we, we've got some, you know, just geographically placed roadblocks that we have to deal with, but that's fine. So like, there, there's some of those things that you, you're not ever going to be able, like we're never going to consistently out-recruit Alabama, at least as long as Nick Saban's there. Who knows whenever they sure. – they changed that. And you can throw in and Ohio State Georgia there. Too. Yeah. Ohio State, Georgia. Like, we're not going to be able to out-recruit those teams. So ultimately the bet is that like, we're going to get guys that care about the program that are going to stay here for an extended time and develop, and those guys are going to be really, really good players as juniors and seniors, and they're going to beat those other teams that have to – you know, whenever you bring in a bunch of five stars, you better get them on the field, or they're gone. They're going to be transferring yeah. out, right? So, yeah. I, don't, no, I, I, I think I, it's I think the best, 
the best policy, the best procedure for where Oklahoma is really in relationship with their competition. And if you think that that's the case, and I would agree with you, um, it's going to be tough to consistently be. I mean, o, OU's never consistently beat Texas in recruiting. Has that mattered the past 50 years in the head-to-head matchups right. and the Big 12 championships and the national championships? So it's not a death sentence whatsoever. But there's there's still a clear way where OU can win, and they can win big, and I think even win big consistently. But you got to do it through development, and you got to do it through the details, man. If you're not going to out-recruit. Culture. Maybe A&M, Alabama, Georgia every single year. It's got to be all about culture. It's got to be all about development. And that is another reason why I think the national narrative on this hire is completely wrong and it's dumb. This is OU's avenue to win. OU's avenue to win, like you said, is not the same as Bama's. It's definitely not the same as Texas A&M's. It may not be the same as Georgia's. They've got a unique route to a national championship. And I can't think of a – I can't think of a better guy – to get you on that road to where you need to be with this route than a guy like Brent Venables, who's consistently brought in great culture or helped bring in great culture, develop players, details, all that. He's, he's exactly what you want for what OU needs to be to consistently be great. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear it now, though. Um, there's there's going to be, and I think it's going to be the people that are super tied into recruiting, which is a very, very – small percentage of the fan base, right? Don't you agree that that are that are recruiting diehards that are, you know, that know all the kids kind of across the country? I, I think it's a – Yeah. I mean – Yeah, yeah, I do. When, when we're looking at the well, – it's a decent number of people. I'm not saying that it's like there's not a, a, a decent amount of people there, but when you're talking about your overall fan base – it's it's not a very big group, but it can be a vocal group, and I, I and I think it's the same people that are upset about the commitment situation that we've talked about. I think that's going to be the same group, and I think that group is probably not going to like to keep it local situation. Probably not. I mean, but you, here's the deal: is they can do both. They can keep it local. And That's still true. go nationally and get big time recruits. You, you know what I mean? Like, if you have a class of I don't know twenty two kids, what's to say you can't get four or five local kids, but you also get five kids from Florida or, or like you can? And maybe that is the best of both worlds, Teddy. I mean, like maybe the the real way to go about it just is sprinkle in you, the uh, yeah, elite talent from yes. around. Yeah, maybe that's it. I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I feel like Brent Venables probably get pretty good idea about it, but. Go get elite guys. They will go get elite guys. I mean, judging by the guys they've had on campus, who they're in on all that, there will be elite players. But, yeah, I think that there will probably be more Eric McCarty's in the future as well, and, and, and those may hit. Well, I um, yeah, I don't have will. any reason. I, I think those guys will hit. There's a, there is a, um, there's a history of those type of players turning into really, really good players at Oklahoma like really really good and yeah and I don't know like what you can't sit you, someone could probably put a percentage on it but you know I don't have the the time or the the know-how to do it but you know you look at Oklahoma's last championship and I know the landscape is totally different than it was in 2000 but the makeup of that team was a big solid core of local guys 
with some really, really good sprinkled-in national talent around it, right? You have you had a really big core of Oklahoma guys, and then you sprinkle in a junior college quarterback. You sprinkle in a junior college uh, Mike Backer from Miami, a safety from California, right? And those those end up being that the really good, uh, the good talent, the key talent that you had to have. But your base, your your high level base of players, it was a real solid group from the general area, the Oklahoma, Dallas area uh, football players. And I think that's kind of what you got to replicate. And you can really, you can make an argument that as soon as that core started to change and Oklahoma had the ability to go a little bit more national and kind of go up the recruiting rankings a little bit, then things kind of changed a little bit as far as culture and stuff, you know, so – I don't know. It's 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 really it's tough to thread the needle, man. It is. It is, but even if you get four or five Oklahoma kids every single year, and I hope that we're not sounding like this, but that doesn't mean that they all have to be reaches or two stars. Think of the past right. twenty years in college football. Two two Heisman winners in the past twenty years have come from the state of Oklahoma. Does, does my math check out there? Does ten percent of the Heisman winners in the past twenty years? Did, are those homegrown Oklahoma kids? And I know I'm cherry-picking a little bit when we're talking about right. Sam Bradford and Jason White, but there's, like, I understand. This state doesn't have the overall depth that some schools in the southeast does. I will not I will not argue that. But especially in a year like this, there's some top-flight guys in this state. Um, yeah. There may be only four or five, but if you get four or five Oklahoma kids, chances are – you may have about three of those that are four-stars, so it's not like they're all going to be bums if you bring in in-state kids. Well, and there's no doubt about that, and the development is the other part of it because if you want to go back just a little bit further, you're going to have a Heisman finalist that was a junior college guy, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. guessing he wasn't very highly ranked in recruiting rankings. I know Jason White was a big-time recruit, but – um, you know, he's a guy that didn't really get on the field as a starter until what his his third or fourth year at OU. You know, O two is uh, oh, I mean, O one is when he really got on the field. Uh, o two, but was he the didn't first win the starting job that the season year as a starter. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Correct. So, and he had been there ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. The first time he opened the season as a starter was was his fourth year on campus. It's nuts, like that's, man. You would not. That's see a that local now. guy that stuck it out for development. I know the transfer rules are different, but then obviously you go to another local guy in Bradford, right? Uh, not highly recruited, and then your next Heisman Trophy winner is not a local guy, but an OU fan, right? Growing up, an OU fan that walked on originally to OU so I I think it's real man I really do I really do and I think there's a lot to it and I I heard someone bring this up the other day and and I can't remember if it was on our show or where it was but like he had to petition to stay another year at OU not to leave early he wanted to stay an extra year right so that's that's what you want man Tony, that's what yep, you want. That's Oklahoma's formula. 
Not guys uh, robbing people. You don't want that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you want that happening around here? Yeah. Not that yeah, culture, yeah. huh? Yep. All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Tyler hanging out at the Sooner Caravan up there in Tulsa. I'm here at Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. we got the Kentucky Derby coming up. Uh, they've got a, a really good off-track betting area. They've just expanded it. Got more seating, more monitors. Uh, they got more betting kiosk as well. you got the Front Row Sports Bar, also a great place to watch the races. And uh, they've always got good deals going on here as well. Happy hour from 3 to 6 every day, 350 domestics, $5 wells. And uh, there's always great promotions going on throughout the casino. We'll be back. Stay tuned. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens at 405-473-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit cavensconstruction.com. the rush on the ref we are the home center fans tyler mccombs teddy layman i'm live at kane's ballroom in tulsa getting ready for the ou coaches caravan in tulsa teddy is at the newcastle casino keep the text coming on the air cover solutions text line 405-651-3439 uh let's get to some text here first you're basically describing osu last year minus the four to six five stars yep well those four to six five stars are pretty important so that's well, but that's, those in. but that's exactly right. I mean, that is exactly right. Now, here's the difference. Um, Oklahoma State, that is their formula. In about every four or five years, they're able to um, they're able to put together a team that can really, really compete and has a chance of being extremely good and i think oklahoma like that's what you want and then you sprinkle in the you sprinkle in the like the top other top talent that we're able to go out there and get on a fairly decent basis that that they can't right i mean that's exactly it i know some people are probably scoff at the notion but that's a good formula because I think Oklahoma could do it at a, at a much higher level. I mean, I have there, no idea where this comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go ahead. Finish that thought. Cause no, this is going to be, no, totally I was just going to say, I mean, too. there's several players on that team that are from Oklahoma that you would love to have on your roster. I mean, Malcolm Rodriguez was, you know, is as good as any college linebacker in the country, you know, and there's, there's several other guys to go to. <laughs> Someone in the 405 says, guys, I'm serious. Wouldn't it be amazing if they handed out Vienna sausages to every fan at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium? <laughs> no, it would not be amazing. It'd be the smelliest stadium in the country. Oh, it smelled bad. Huh. I don't, I don't know where that comes from. I have no idea. That's a fascinating thought process. Huh. What I think they should hand out um, 
chips and salsa to every fan whenever you come in. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah, so I can so I can get something else all over my shirt at a game. Is that why you want them to serve chips and salsa? Because I'll embarrass myself. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes, I know. Just thinking right. of any other random thing. Um, that's funny. I uh, I don't I don't know where that came from. I don't know what reference spurred that thought in their mind, but that's yeah. the type of text message I live for. I, I, uh, this one says, Will here from Empire Slice House next door. I sent you pizza. Love the show. Boomer. Will, that pizza awesome. was amazing. Uh, I did need some pizza. I love Empire Slice House. So thank you very much for, for sending that. And thank you, Will, mostly for sending it on a day where Teddy is not here. So that, that really it meant a lot to me yeah. that Teddy didn't get to enjoy the uh, slices that I had. Pretty disturbing. They do make a good pie, though. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, we live uh, we live by the one in OKC, and uh, that's that's a regular spot for us on anything uh, else Friday night. On it's, the, uh, it's pretty good. Anything yeah, else? On the yeah, yeah, we line? do. We got we got several. Um, let me let me hit one more before we move on here. Basically, asking what does Ohio State have in recruiting that OU doesn't have? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I think it's um, I think it, geography has a lot to it. They have. A, they have a bigger donor base. You know, they are uh, – Ohio, compared to Oklahoma, is – it's probably, you know, probably more than five, six, eight times the size of Oklahoma. So you just have a much larger, like, base in your own state. Whenever you think of all the big, yep. big cities in Ohio, it's just – and I think facilities-wise, and I'm not—I don't know everything about their facilities. I've been there. I've seen their stadium. Which, we're, when we're talking about facilities, stadium isn't really—you uh, need to have a nice stadium, obviously, for for the game day experience. But when I'm talking about facilities, I'm talking about where the players are going to do their day-to-day stuff: work out, meet, um, eat, you know, lift weights, all that stuff. So I. I I imagine their facilities are are probably really good too, but the biggest thing they have over us is geography. Yeah, they're they're the king of the north. That's that's how I always describe them. And yep. you know, they gotta recruit against Michigan and they gotta recruit against Penn State, but I think it's easier for Ohio State to win out over Michigan, over Michigan State, over Penn State than it is for OU to win out over A&M, LSU, Alabama. So, yeah, you're right, geography. There may not be as many players in their area of the country as there is down southeast, but they're the king in the north. They get the, they get the top players in the north. They go to kind of that eastern seaboard area and get players, and they even go down south and get players. They have, Teddy, more than anyone else in the country, they probably have done a better job of keeping it local but expanding their recruiting base and pretty much going outside of the West Coast, anywhere in the country they want to go to. They, they've done right. a good job. It's Now, population-wise, it's not quite as big as I thought. It's, uh, it's around 12 million, but that's still, what, three times the size of Oklahoma's population, which is um, yeah. just under 4 million. So... Uh, it's the seven, Ohio's the seventh uh, biggest population state in in the country. So, I mean, that's just a that's just a really huge 
group to pull recruits from. And they it's not just that. They have a – like, if they're implementing their keep it local and then go out nationally, they still have a huge national – uh, reach because of how good that they they've been historically. They've run a won a championship recently. They've played in a national championship recently. They've owned the Big Ten, so their reach nationally is is frankly better than Oklahoma's. Plus, they have a, a home population base that's over three times the size of ours. So, I mean, that's those are just some really nice built-in features to have just on day one before you do anything. You know. That's hard sure, to overcome. Sure. Hey, a um, little bit of a change of a topic here, but since everyone else is doing their post-spring poll, whatever, how do you feel about this as a post-spring Big 12 kind of power poll as it sits right now? OU at one, Baylor at two, OSU at three, Kansas State at four, Texas at five, and then, I mean, that's the important ones. I got, like, TCU at six, Iowa State at seven. Tech at eight, West Virginia at nine, and KU at ten. But really, what what, what do you think of the top five? I I like it. Um, I would have OU one. I'd have Baylor two. I'd I'd probably have I know Oklahoma State three. And you're not going to like this. I would probably switch. Texas and Kansas State. Mm. Texas what four. I thought Kansas State five. I thought we well, were both trending towards K State being a sneaky pick to make the championship or the uh, Big Twelve championship game this year. You got five. I still Texas. am. I still am. But you know, one of the things is Kansas State was barely even able to practice throughout the spring. Number one, because they had so many injuries on the defensive line made it really difficult for them to even have uh, good practices. I think that sets them back a little bit. And I think Texas, I'm starting to trend towards their offense being really, really, really good. There is there is no – well, it, the offense was pretty good last year. There's no excuse for it mm-hmm. not to be good this year. You know, I, yeah. I, I know that – people consider sark as one of the you know bright masterminds of football if he can't turn out a good offense with xavier worthy with b john robinson with quinn ewers and, and like that what they have offensively then i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna think different about him as an offensive coordinator play caller yep. whatever he, he better have yep. one no no doubt all right uh quick timeout more from the rush coming up hit some things that caught my eye next i'm hanging out at newcastle casino tyler's up in tulsa we'll be back Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. It is the rush on the ref for the homeless sitter fans. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. First of all, quick shout-out to our friends over at Rooftech. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, handles the show over there. They do a really good job, uh, whether it's just quick roof repairs or full-on roof replacement. Give the guys at Rooftech a call. Uh, Ooh, Tyler, Uh Tiger Uh Woods spotted today playing a practice round at Southern Hills 
PGA Championship is May 19th through the 22nd. Are you getting excited? You think Tiger's going to play? Yeah, Tiger's actually here at the OU Coach's Caravan. He's actually oh, hanging out at one of these tables. Yeah, he's set to uh, he's set to speak tonight. So uh, the uh, attendance tonight for this thing uh, shot up by about 40 years. All the uh, old guys said he wanted to come in here and listen to Tiger Woods. So it should be fun. No, exciting, good stuff. Really cool to see Tiger out there. Um, something special is going to happen. You know how I know that, Tyler? And I'm not saying it's going to be Tiger winning. But as I always say, Oklahoma is the center of the sports universe. So something is going to happen there. You need to I go. Hey, you. You, you, you need to go to this. T- I mean, tickets are a little bit pricey, but this is – I know you don't like to leave the house and you don't really right. like to go to live sporting events you're not working at, but I, I feel like you actually do need it to attend this. You need to get out you there. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Maybe. Possibly. Um, I've had a couple of offers, ticket offers, to be able to go, but I haven't I haven't said yes to anything yet. We'll see what, what happens. Um, I thought this was interesting. Kansas coach Bill Self says the NCAA uh, is out of control, right? Talking about the transfer portal and the NIL landscape that uh, continues to evolve. I think it's bad, uh, he told Mark Berman of Fox 26, um, talking about all of the things. I'm not sure the reason we're moving uh, are for all the right reasons and moving to uh, the the stuff that's going on now. In theory, kids should be able to move also, uh, but it's out of control right now where the reason they're moving is because i can get a bigger nil deal somewhere man isn't it interesting tyler isn't it interesting of all people out there bill self is the one crying foul yeah i know is he like trying to get back into the good graces of everyone is this like a tactic to say hey look over here when we all know what's been going on there recently with the recruiting violations i do i agree with him but Seeing as who it's coming from, I tend to roll my eyes and say, "Bill, just sit this one out, dude. We don't, we don't need a lesson to you on the morals of what college sports should look like." Thank you. I take this as Bill Self being pissed that he used to do it all behind closed doors, and now <laughs> right. everyone can do it, and he's losing his advantage. Probably right? that's how I take it. Probably. Um, I thought this was was really cool, Peyton Manning is honoring uh, Demarius Thomas with a scholarship there at Georgia Tech. I thought that was a, a really cool deal um, for him to do. Uh, obviously, teammates there at Denver won a Super Bowl together, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then the the last thing I got was, and, and this is just kind of a, a, a quick one, the Lakers, and I love seeing this, the Lakers – are basically blaming LeBron James and his agency Good. for uh, talking them into trading for Russell Westbrook. Good. <laughs> yes. Everyone knew it was a terrible idea, but LeBron wanted to do it. He's a control freak out there. Yes, I, because it's right, Teddy. Like, don't be yeah. afraid of him. Look, look, look no. like they won a title, and that's great, but look where the, the, the situation's at now. Right. That's right. Um Everyone already knew that LeBron has always been orchestrating these things, but he's been able to he's been able to orchestrate them, 
been able to take credit for the championship whenever they win it, but when things go bad, he's been able, and it's gone bad a bunch of different places in a bunch of different times, he's been able to avoid any criticism, right, and dump it right there on the coach who always gets fired. So I like that the Lakers are doing that. Yep. Uh, I got a few here. Um, First, you you do realize who OU baseball is playing at home this weekend, right? KSU, you do know who's finally? coming to town. Yeah. Uh, first Hughes? time in four years, Pete Hughes finally can't are, dodge uh, playing in front of OU fans. I'm gonna. I, I'm guessing we're going to see, although Pete Hughes has had seven COVID shots, he caught, uh, he tested <laughs> positive just before the trip down to Oklahoma. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, the, yeah it, it, it's probably going to happen in like uh, Wichita or something, and he's going to have to you know, sit it out or something. Yeah, all oh, the highly anticipated weekend. So I wonder how many yard birds are going to get kicked out this weekend. But Dylan Gabriel, uh, starting quarterback, is going to throw out the first pitch on Friday. That'll be pretty cool to see what kind of yeah. arm DG has on the mound. I saw that. He asked the fan base, um, going with the old number one or the number two? Yeah. We'll see what he throws. I am a little bit worried those yardbirds up there are going to criticize him regardless. You know what I mean? Like, if he doesn't throw it over right. the plates, I wonder if those yardbirds are going to give him an earful out there. Throw some strikes. I, I, yeah, throw the fastball. We don't want any elbow injuries trying to get that curve in there, okay? Uh, next one I have, Mo Gibson entered into the uh, transfer portal yesterday. He had a statement today. It says, quote, playing basketball here at OU has been a great experience, and I truly appreciate all the support I have received from the Boomer Sooner fans. Oklahoma University will forever hold a place in my heart. Now, there's a couple other paragraphs after that. I won't uh, waste your time with it, but right. the first paragraph sure sounds like a guy that uh, is – not not gonna that doesn't intend on coming back i would guess right now i saw something earlier and i don't know how legit it is but the the guy that got in the portal up there at michigan state there's uh the i think he's a forward there's a thought that maybe oklahoma has a chance at him did you see that Aaron, uh is, yeah uh is that once, a legit sh- report once Porter shows up here, I'll just ask him who he's in yeah, on the portal. Sure. How's that sound? Does that sound good? Exactly. That's what you should do. Last one I have is, this was straight out of a movie. Did you see the prisoner exchange between the U.S. and Russia yesterday in Turkey? They basically no. landed two planes. Teddy, you got you to look this up. They landed two planes in Turkey, and they carried out a prisoner exchange, trading a former U.S. Marine jailed by moscow for a convicted russian drug trafficker jailed in the u.s so it was just this big open space they fly two planes in beside each other they do the prisoner exchange and then that was it it's it's were nuts they, man you, you gotta look were at the this. prisoners walking like with a bag over their head and their hands cuffed behind <laughs> their back I, that that part i did not see but everything else looked it looked like the exchange in the hangover how about that in the vegas desert i've got two things Number one, if you're one of those prisoners being exchanged and you're walking across to the other plane, how much do you think you're going to get shot by a sniper, right? Like, you're not going to make it. It's like a race to see who can get to the other plane the fastest between the two prisoners, right? (laughs) And then my second thing is 
Do you think Brittany Griner's pissed? Do you think she's like, come on, yes. man, what's going on here? Yeah, like, really? Uh, <laughs> come on, guys, let's get something going here. I've been here for like two months now. I, I totally would be. Yes, maybe she's been there longer than two months. I don't know. That's crazy. Um, I also saw there's like this gigantic yacht in Fiji that's owned by, you know, one of the Russian billionaires. I don't know who it is. And it's like in a court case right now with the government of Fiji against the U.S. on whether or not the U.S. can confiscate it. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, and I know what's going on with Russia. In no means am I taking Russia's side, but how can you just start going and taking people's yachts that aren't even in your country, that don't even live (laughs) within your rules? Doesn't that seem a bit strange? Yeah, it does. It does seem a bit odd. Uh, that's that's the last one I have. Apparently, it's going to get rowdy here tonight. Uh, Paige with the OU Club of Tulsa is here. I didn't. I, didn't, I mean, I, I figured, but it's it's going to be a real party tonight, Teddy, at the OU nice. Coaches Caravan. So they, you better buckle up if you're showing up. That's all I got to say. Good stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Cave Construction, bringing you hour number two of The Rush on this Thursday. I'm live at Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa getting ready for the OU Coaches Caravan. Teddy is at the Newcastle Casino. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour. Give them a call, 405-573-3048. You got any emergency repairs? They are on call 24-7. Cavens can help you out with any emergency repairs. Again, that's 405-573-3048. I'm confused about this text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It says, sounds like OU has no hope after listening to that. Nobody lives here, and the Sooners have no money. OU has had a little bit of success in history-wise, right? We are a top three to five program of all time. We never insinuated that OU isn't fine and, and going to be like just the opposite. Actually, I'm I'm confused. No, no I think, well, yeah, that that's a, a weird way to take things. the The point of the conversation is that Oklahoma has to have a little bit different recruiting philosophy than some of their rivals. Like, like an Alabama or an Ohio, and not rivals, but competition, like an Alabama or Ohio State, where there is way more money and a a bigger recruiting base. And in you know, Alabama may not specifically have a bigger re- recruiting base, but because their regional reach with how well that they've done in the SEC in the championships, like that. That really is their state to recruit from at this point. So, yeah, it's it's just we have a little bit different set of circumstances. And here's the thing. We have, we yes, traditionally we have been fantastic. But that means zero right now. It doesn't mean anything. And the, the landscape of college football has changed dramatically over the last 20 years. It's changed dramatically over the last five years. Probably the biggest change has come uh, post-playoff era where 
you 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 better be able to put all of the right pieces of the recipe together and whenever it's there you better whenever you're in the playoff you better take advantage because pretty much everything else has become meaningless except for the four teams that are in the playoff every year so yeah. it's an arms race between those teams and i am sad to say that like we're not we're not poor we we run a really good athletic department that is profitable that does a really really good job but we don't have the donor base to be able to do 300 million dollars in renovations every four years right we just I, I don't know that we have that group of people now I think we have a good group that we can call on whenever times require it and get things done we've seen that happen we've seen it happen recently but I'm just saying like you can't you can't rely on that endless amount of money that just pours in like no matter what the results are like places like Texas A&M in Texas sure. like we're we're not going to have that agree with all that uh by the way I keep mentioning quarterbacks in the portal and to kind of gauge interest if if OU would be interested if you know uh th- these particular players would be interested I don't think anyone's going to do for the text line. They, they, Every quarterback I bring up that's in the portal, it's, oh, he sucks, he's awful. I did that with Emory Jones today, uh, former Florida quarterback. What he had, 2,500 yards, 19 touchdowns, 13 picks, 697 rushing yards, four touchdowns. He's not a great quarterback by any stretch, but he's serviceable. But I'm yeah. telling you, man, every name that I throw out, it's just like, no, we don't want him. He's terrible. Okay. Well, I guess no that, one's good enough. Re- yeah, it's ridiculous because you're not going to get – you would be extremely lucky to get someone even that good to come in and be a backup quarterback, to knowingly be a backup quarterback, not to battle. You're not coming into battle. We know who our starter is going to be. It's going to be Dylan Gabriel. You know, like that's – you're not going to get – you're not going to get – power five starters to transfer in and be be back up so that's that's just something they're gonna have to deal with all right uh quick timeout we got the final hour coming up hanging out at newcastle casino tyler is up in tulsa for the sooner caravan stay tuned hey sooner fans we've got you covered 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year no we don't get a break <laughs> this is the home of sooner fans the Red sports radio network